What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Tomatolito Show. And the UFC has been putting on some amazing, amazing shows. And this weekend is one to not disappoint. Now, I have to tell you, I, I think maybe this weekend I'm I'm looking at this card uh, and, and all the amazing fights that have been scheduled for this card. Uh, the one that fell through is... Uh, it's sad to say, because that's the one that I was really looking forward to, the comeback of TJ, TJ, TJ Dillashaw. Um, but I don't know about you guys. I still haven't recovered from UFC 261. And, uh, and it also it hit me last weekend while I'm watching the, uh, the UFC, uh, fights. I, I, I tuned in just for the sake of watching, but I, I wasn't really into it because I was still thinking about the previous weekend and UFC to 61. Um, with that said, we'll, we'll revisit those fights here in a second, but let's do right by the card that's coming this weekend. Uh, Corey Sanhagen versus TJ Dillashaw was supposed to be the main event. This is UFC Vegas 26, uh, live from the, uh, the apex. Um, there's a new main event. TJ Dillashaw suffers an injury. He pulls out. That fight's going to be postponed uh, and announced for a later date, but no date in, in mind yet. Uh, and Michelle Waterson uh, is going to be moved up to the main event. Michelle Waterson will be facing Marina Rodriguez. Michelle Waterson steps into the octagon with an 18 and 8 record against Marina Rodriguez's 13 1 and 2. Uh, this is going to be the new main event in the women's flyweight division. And of course, Michelle Waterson brings that huge following that she's been able to, to amass, uh, through the years, uh, from her dancing videos to the fans just wanting to tune in to watch her because she's, she's just a good looking lady. So Michelle Waterson, uh, 18 and 8 is a new main event, uh, for the women's flyweight against Marina Rodriguez. Now the co-main event is none other than the cowboy, Donald Cerrone, who steps in with a 36 and 15 record, um, two fights, no contest in his career against Alex Moroño, uh, 18 and seven record. And that's a welterweight matchup. That's going to be the co-headlining, uh, fight. Uh, in the welterweight division as well, we're going to see Neil Magny. Last time we saw him was against uh, Michael Chiesa. Uh, Neil Magny has a 24-9 record stepping in against Jeff Neal. That's, that should be a fight full of fireworks. Neil Magny against Jeff Neal, 13-3 uh, record. Uh, Carlos Diego Ferreira in the lightweight division. Carlos Diego Ferreira against Gregor Gillespie, uh, 13-1 Gregor Gillespie against 17-3 Carlos Diego Ferreira. Uh, Gillespie's sole loss came at, at the hands of, man, what's that fighter's name? I can't, I'm trying to remember his last, uh, his last defeat. He got knocked out. They were in New York. He got knocked out where his head ends up, uh, against the cage and, uh, what was this fight? I can't remember this fighter. Kevin Lee. Wow, how could I forget Kevin Lee's name? So Kevin Lee knocks him out in the first round. I think it was uh, within the first uh, three minutes of the fight or so. They just go at each other. The head kick lands and then followed by the punches. Gregor Gillespie just suffered a nasty knockout that night. Um, and I, if I remember correctly, that fight was... In the undercard, that was one of the undercard fights, uh, for the BMF belt versus, uh, 
uh, Masvidal against Diaz, right? So I'm, I'm almost positive that was it. That was UFC 244, if I remember correctly. Gregor Gillespie's back. This is a huge fight for the lightweight division. Gillespie against, uh, Carlos Diego Ferreira. Um, the stack, this is a stacked card that, that we're, that we have here, uh, coming up to Saturday. Um, let me look at the other, uh, the other fights. Man, TJ Dillashaw pulls out that. I, I was hoping to see his, uh, see his return and see how he looks after such a long layoff after he got caught, uh, with those doping violations. Uh, I was looking forward to seeing, seeing his return. Huge fan of his. Uh, Amanda Rivas is going to be fighting 10 and 2 record against Angela Hill. That's going to be another, another fight. That's another entertaining matchup right there. Angela Hill, Amanda Rivas, uh, Carlos Diego Ferreira, Gregor Gillespie, um, Mo Green fighting Marcos Rogerio de Lima. Neil Magny, Jeff Neal should be a really good one. Donald Cerrone, he's always fun to watch. Um, and of course, the new main event, Marina Rodriguez, Michelle Watterson. In the prelims, you got Phil Haas, he's going to be in action. Uh, Mike Trezano is going to be in action. Um, and then up and comers, uh, Park Jung Young against Tefan and, and Chu and Chewy. And then Christian Aguilera against Carlston Harris. Uh, that should be the opening card. Phil Haas facing, uh, Kyle Dacus and, uh, Ludovic Klein's gonna be facing Mike Trezano. So it's an interesting preliminary card. The main event card is gonna be kicked off by, by Angela Hill and, uh, and Amanda Rivas. And that's gonna be a way to kick off the, uh, the main event card. Uh, and then it's just one after the next, after the next, after the next. They're all, they're all entertaining fights. Great, great fighters. Uh, awesome card that they managed to put together for, for UFC Vegas 26. And, uh, and we'll see when they release the news of, um, of Dillashaw Sanhagen when that gets rescheduled. Uh, last weekend, this past weekend, we saw at a, at a, the whole, the whole card in interesting fights, uh, through and through, but the main two, the main two, the co, the co-main event and the main event. Uh, Giga Chikadze ends up, uh, stopping Cub Swanson, um, by way of a kick to the body and just drops Cub Swanson. The fight is stopped. Giga Chikadze ends up improving to a 13 and 2 record. Um, and then the main event, um, Yuri, Yuri Prokatsa, uh, against Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes suffers a nasty knockout in that spinning elbow that, that Prochaska catches, uh, Reyes with. Man, he just, they were going at each other. Uh, Prochaska's just a scary dude when he's coming forward the whole time. His posture, his attack, his approach. Dominique Reyes was on the uh, backpedaling uh, for a huge portion of the fight. He caught Yuri several times, um, in, but it never managed to switch the momentum to his favor. Dominique Reyes, game as ever, but got caught with that spinning elbow and went face first onto the mat. Prochaska is in line to face uh, none other than than Blakovich uh, for a title shot. Those are the two main event fights. Uh, Cub Swanson, unfortunately, he's always a fun fighter to watch, but he suffered a nasty, nasty kick to the body, to the abdomen, and and, and just put him out. 
I, like I said at the beginning, I still hadn't recovered from UFC 261. What an event that was. Very few cards in my, in my memory uh, have caused such an impact to me to where it just leaves me thinking days after, well after the card happens, I'm thinking about this fight or that. I remember of years past when Chuck Liddell stops Tito Ortiz. I was such a huge Tito Ortiz fan. Chuck Liddell stops some uh, rampage coming onto the scene and knocking Chuck Liddell out to take that title. Um, wow. I mean, it's just so many fights that I could, well, not that many fights, but definitely some fights that have caused an impact um, in in my time as a, as a fan, as an analyst, as a viewer, uh, just there's been a few, you know, there's, there's those that have shaken you that you've just been, especially back in the day, because there wasn't as many UFC events. So when you saw them, they were bound to, uh, you were bound to be talking about them for a longer period of time than you do now. It seems like almost every week or every other week, there's a UFC event. So you get lost in these. And a lot of these fights get forgotten about UFC 261 did not disappoint. And they just left you, um, in awe of of what you saw. The main event, of course, the story of the night was Kumaro Usman knocking Jorge Masvidal out clean. No disputing who the man is in the welterweight division. Kumaro Usman, who Jorge Masvidal was saying that he punched soft, uh, he ate his words. Jorge Masvidal game bred, the game fighter that he is. He wanted a stand-up fight with Kumaro Usman and Kumaro Usman delivered. He knocks Jorge Masvidal out clean. Jorge Masvidal didn't even know what happened when they start sitting him up. Kumaro Usman defends his title, sits with a 19-1 record now, and I don't see anybody taking that title from him. He's starting to lap everybody, like he said. Kobe Covington, um, he already beat him once. I don't see Kobe Covington beating Kumaru Usman. Tyrone Woodley is on his way out of the UFC, it seems like. Uh, I don't see that fight happening again. I, I don't know. I don't know who could be a threat to Kumaru Usman's reign, but the reign is real. The champ is for real, and he's delivering, and he's looking better and better every single fight. Jorge Masvidal suffers a knockout, falls to a 35-15 record, and uh, and even he was impressed uh, with the knockout. And no no excuses given by Jorge Masvidal, the true professional that he is. Uh, that's the reason people love him. That's the reason I'm a fan of him. He just tells it like it is, you know. Um, Kumar Usman, Jorge Masvidal delivered the main event. Delivered what a knockout! What an impressive way for Kumar Usman to retain his title and to put to rest all all the BS going on between these two fighters, the back and forth. The last time was the six day notice that Jorge Masvidal steps in to fight Kumar Usman of Fight Island on six days' notice. He cuts. A huge amount of weight, 19 pounds, I believe, or so. They 17 pounds or 19 pounds within a week's time. Um, and he makes weight. He ends up fighting. It goes all the way to a decision. And, uh, and this time, Jorge Masvidal was set to, uh, to take the title. He was so hungry for that title. He receives a title shot and he thought he was going to walk away with that title. And he was looking good too at the beginning of the fight. Uh, just, Having an answer for everything that Kumaro Usman was throwing at him, uh, Kumaro Usman, he figured him out. He faked him out. 
caught him on the chin right on the button and turned those lights out. What a fight that was. If that wasn't enough, if that wasn't the way to close the night, I don't know what could have been. Because before that fight even took place, the undercard, the co-main event, the women's uh, strawweight champion Wei Li Zhang loses her title, gets stopped, gets knocked out by Rose. Doug Rose is a champ once again. She's the strawweight champ. She regains her title. What a story. Doug Rose stops Weili Zhang, the scary Weili Zhang. Um, Doug Rose is back. She Anything she sets her mind to, she accomplishes. She regained her title. She is back at the top, and you couldn't be happier than that. What a perfect way to set up that main event between Usman and, Madri- and Masvidal. Um, just before that, Valentina Shevchenko, just dominant performance, a dominant performance over Jessica Andraj. Jessica Andraj, of course, the one who dropped Doug Rose on her head and ends up derailing the plans, takes the title, loses the title to Weili Zhang. She is on the undercard of this. She challenges for the title against Valentina Shevchenko after having lost her title to Weili Zhang, moves to the flyweight division. Now challenges Shevchenko for the fight, for the title. And Shevchenko just demolished it, demolished her. Uh, started a little bit slow, and then the dominance just takes over. Valentina Shevchenko is in the prime of her career. She has set herself on cruise control at the peak of her career. And I don't see, I don't see anybody derailing her uh, anytime soon. The only person out there that people keep mentioning is another fight against Amanda Nunez. Amanda Nunez is the champ champ and the only one to uh to be defending her titles as a champ champ. Uh and Valentina Shevchenko, uh dominant performance in the flyweight division. I don't see who could stop her. I don't see who could stop her. This she may very well uh call it a day as a champ. I don't see who could stop her. She's so dominant in that division. And uh but of course there's always new contenders and new names that are gonna be uh coming up. In, in that division. Um, again, back to back to back fights, three titles on the night and all three title fights delivered. Just before that fight, Chris Weidman, Uriah Hall, the fight that had history dating back to before e- either of these fighters even joined the UFC. They faced off against each other back in the day in New York and where Chris Weidman got the better of Uriah Hall, stops the scary Uriah Hall back then, and then moves on to the UFC to become the champ, the middleweight champ, by taking the title from Anderson Silva years later. Of course, this this, this fight had history between the camps, had history between the fighters, and they're both at the latter end of their, their respective careers, but of course, the the freak accident that happened, almost like a karmic effect that took place that night. Chris Weidman ends up just destroying his leg. He goes for a calf kick and his leg just looks like Linguini. It just flops every which direction. He screams in agony and the karmic effect of what happened to Anderson Silva against Chris Weidman seems to have that similar injury came to hunt Chris Weidman in his career now. Nasty, nasty injury. Chris Weidman 
The fight is stopped. He loses by TKO in 17 at the 17 second mark of round one. The fight was just starting. And this injury that Anderson Silva, the great spider, the great Anderson Silva suffered against Chris Weidman, that similar injury came back to haunt Chris Weidman himself. He drops to a 15-6 record. Uriah Hall improves to an 18-9 record. And I'm sure they're going to want to run this back. I don't know if Chris Weidman's even going to come back to the UFC. This is another loss that he that he suffers. And he may very well be on his way out. Anthony Smith, just before that fight and that freak injury happened, Anthony Smith knocks out Jimmy Crute. Uh, 12 and 2 record for Jimmy Crute. Anthony Smith improves to a 35 and 16 record. Again, Anthony Smith continues to climb back. He had that nasty loss to John Jones and then suffered, has had some setbacks there during his career and is still a who's who in the light heavyweight division and continues to climb up. Maybe he'll fight Yuri Prochaska. Uh, to decide who goes against Blakovich, but Yuri Prochaska looked really good against Dominic Reyes. Anthony Smith continues to cement himself as a who's who in the light heavyweight division. And, uh, and he's there. He's winning. He's delivering. He's performing each time out. So Anthony Smith, always fun to watch. Alex Oliveira against Randy Brown. He is submitted. Randy Brown submits, uh, Alex Oliveira. They have bad blood between the two. That was another fight that was interesting. And I think right around that fight is when my attention started going to a different level during UFC 261. The Randy Brown-Alex Oliveira fight was such an entertaining fight. When Randy Brown stops Oliveira, I thought Cowboy was going to win that fight. Alex Cowboy Oliveira. Uh, Randy Brown ends up submitting him in round one. And I knew we were in for something. That was a special, that was a special, uh, fight. That fight caught my eye a lot. Uh, just before that, all the other ones I was watching, uh, uh, Dwight Grant, uh, was there just fighting before that. Carl Roberson always delivers, uh, but failed to do so on this night. Brendan Allen actually submitted Carl Roberson and I thought that was going to be, uh, uh, a slobber knocker of a fight, uh, just going back and forth and, and possibly see a knockout there. It ended up being anything but Carl Roberson was actually looking to, to stand, keep that, keep that fight on its feet. Brendan Allen submits him. Um, and the early prelims, I mean, those were entertaining as well, the early prelims. But once that main event card took place, whew, it was one after the next, after the next, after the next. And they were all shocking in their own right. And you just couldn't get enough. By the time that the night ended, you almost walked away from that card tired. You were tired of watching. You didn't know what, what else to expect. Each fight offered its own entertainment. Anthony Smith to Uriah Hall to Shevchenko to Doug Rose to the Kumaru Usman rematch versus Jorge uh, Masvidal. Every single fight presented something different. They all ended in different fashion, but they all ended uh, with a little bit of awe and a little bit of shock to them. Amazing. So now we go a week later to Yuri Prochaska with that amazing knockout of Dominic Reyes. And I, I almost feel like I didn't do it justice. I couldn't really appreciate it because I still had UFC 261 in my head. And, uh, and then we move on to this coming weekend in which the card is stacked again. It's bound to deliver. And, uh, just like we called at the beginning of the, of the show, 
Amanda Rivas, Angela Hill. That's a fight to look forward to. Carlos Diego Ferreira in the main event, uh, in the in the main card, part of the main card following Amanda Rivas Hill. Carlos Diego Ferreira against Gregor Gillespie, who makes his return. Uh, Neil Magny, Jeff Neal's bound to deliver. Donald Cerrone in the co-main event against Alex Moroño. I... I hate to say it, and I hate to bet against Donald Cerrone, but I think Alex Moroño might get the best of Donald Cerrone uh, in that coming event fight. And then Michelle Waterson, Marina Rodriguez moved up to the new um, main event slot as TJ Dillashaw suffers an injury, and that fight's going to be postponed against Corey Sanhagen for later on this, uh, most likely this summer. So, a lot to look forward to this weekend. Of course, this is an MMA as far as boxing goes, that's going to take most of the attention this weekend in Canelo against BJ Saunders, Frank Sanchez uh, fighting in the, fighting against uh, Nagy Aguilera uh, in the undercard. So the Canelo show is in town. That's going to be in Dallas. That's going to take the attention of, uh, of the Cinco de Mayo weekend. But UFC is bound to put on, and they stacked up this card on purpose to see if they could take some viewers away from that Canelo the Canelo slot, they're gonna be. It's gonna be live on ESPN as well, free. So of course they're gonna. They're, Canelo's gonna take a hit with the with the viewership since they're on the zone, and uh, a pay per view. So the UFC is doing their thing. The UFC has not let down. This is the second UFC 261 was the second three title fight card that they put on in 2021 alone, and they continue to deliver. And their matchmaking it is an all time high right now for the UFC. Just. Look at this. Look at what they're about to put on this coming weekend. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, like I said, I haven't recorded from UFC 261 yet, but I'm sure that if the year started like this already, it's bound to get better. I These fights are almost so good, so consistently good, week in and week out, that you're starting to forget about Adesanya having performed earlier this year and all the other fights that took place as your Stipe Miocic losing his title to Francis Ngannou. It almost seems like it was years ago and it just happened a few weeks back because of the great matchmaking and the great content that the UFC is putting out. It seems like those fights happened eons ago and and it just happened a few weeks back. We're just a few weeks removed from when Stipe lost his, his reign as one of the most decorated heavyweight champs in UFC history. Francis Ngannou now has that title. Adesanya Kumaru Usman representing all of uh, African descent, representing Africa and holding them high. Three champs of African descent. Uh, couldn't get any better, right? Uh, with that said, enjoy this weekend. UFC is bound to represent. Um, I'll talk to you all soon. I'll talk to you all soon. Welcome back to the Tomatolito show and, uh, and stay tuned for, for more episodes. I'll be putting out several episodes here in the next few days. So have a good one. Talk to you all soon. Take care.